Welcome to FitChicks Chat brought to you by FitChicks Academy, where we are dedicated to teaching you all about fitness, nutrition, and wellness, as well as how to build an incredibly successful business using our proven techniques and systems designed to get you certified, confident, successful, and get you results for yourself, your business, as well as your clients. Now, if you've ever wondered, how can I be successful as a coach? Where do I find my first client? How do I even build a business? Where do I begin? I want you to make sure to listen to the end of each episode so that you can hear inspiring stories from our graduates of the Fitchix Academy and hear how they signed their first clients, how they built their business of their dreams and paid back their tuition just weeks after graduating and how all of this is possible for you too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn, and on today's podcast, I am so excited because I get to welcome back my amazing friend, Holly Perkins. Hi, Holly. Hi. How are you today? I am good. So glad to be here. I know. I always love our conversations. And I actually, so guys, just so you know, I actually reached out to Holly recently because she sent out this message. And when I read it, I was like... I need this information to everyone (laughs) that listens to our podcast because it is so good. It was like this information when I, when I read this message from you, I was like, oh my gosh, like the way you describe, um, the the way you describe the information, the way that you shared it was so clear. Right. And I just, and I wanted to be able to share this with our listeners. So what we are going to be talking about today is I'm going to have Holly share the five things that basically people are doing on a regular basis or that they think they should be doing on a regular basis to burn fat and what those myths are and kind of like the mistakes and then the actual things that we should be focusing on. Cause that's really what the message was about, right? Like it was yep. really about that. Yep. And I feel like, you know, I feel like the message when it came to me, I was like, this is the thing. This is like the big question mark that everybody has on a regular basis is like, well, what should I do? And then they want to just keep doing the same thing over and over again, because they think that that's what they're supposed to be doing. Would you say that yeah. that's accurate? Yeah. hundred percent. Like with all your and clients, think, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of headlines out there and, you know, let's just jump in. I yeah. have been the expert on record for women's health, mm-hmm. shape, fitness, men's health, livestrong.com, so many of the magazines and websites. And I've worked firsthand with them. I had a regular column with women's health mm-hmm. a, a few years ago when I uh, first published, when my book was first published through women's health. And I saw firsthand, they need you to click their emails. They need you to open up. They need you to read their storylines. And so there are so many headlines simply so that you will read them. And especially when it comes to burning fat, there's so much information that's just clickbait, that's misinformation. Right. And because it's coming from a credible source, like a magazine, we believe them. Mm -hmm. We forget that their objective is to get you to read the article. A lot of times their objective isn't really to report what's happening in the trenches. And so I think that's what you and I see out there in the world is what really happens in the trenches? What What's the real deal around burning fat and fat loss? Completely. And that's, and I love that you shared that because I think that there is this misconception that like, you know, oh, well, if it's told by this, then it has to be true. 
it has to be accurate. Or, you know, if I read it here, then I have to follow that because that has to be the only thing that's going to work for me because that's what they're telling me. Right. And so it's really about like understanding and navigating all of this information and misinformation and really kind of getting to the other side, which is where everybody wants to go. And I think, you know, being like with Fitchix Academy, the number one thing that clients are reaching out to coaches for is usually weight loss or weight management tools, right. And burning fat. Like those are the things that they're focused on. That's especially when it comes to women, like those are like the main concerns about 90% of people hire a coach for that reason. But if we're getting misinformed, then sometimes we don't even believe our coaches. Sometimes we won't even want to follow the plan because we feel like it's not accurate. So that's why I'm glad that we're going to share this today. And I'm glad that you're going to be able to kind of enlighten people as to what really is the case. So would you mind starting off with like the five things that really people are being misinformed about or that they believe that are absolutely false when it comes to burning fat? Yep. And specifically on this story, I had a, I I selected, you know, five really key things that you don't need to burn fat that people often think they do. Mm -hmm. And of course, number one at the top is tons of cardio. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Right. I mean, tons of cardio. I think every single client of mine comes to me And even clients that have been working with me for years still think fat loss is cardio. Cardio equates to fat loss. Mm -hmm. And the truth is when you really look at the science of it, if you're not doing your cardio right, cardio can actually lead to fat gain if you're not doing it right because it's so catabolic and it's so stress inducing Mm -hmm. that if you're not doing it right, it doesn't necessarily burn fat. And the truth is cardio is important, yes. But if your goal is fat loss, cardio is not at the top of the food chain at all. So number one is um, of the five things you don't need to burn fat is cardio. Do you want to talk about each one or do you want me to roll through the five? Well, I'd love to just talk about that one in particular, especially because it is such a misconception, right? So, you know, because often you just said like something really important, which is it is very important still. So you're not saying cardio is not important. You're just saying if your goal is to burn fat, it's not as important as you think. Yeah. And that's, I think the big misconception. So would you mind sharing, like, what is it about cardio that really makes it still important, but least like less important for fat burning? So cardio is short for cardiovascular health or fitness, cardiovascular, right? So cardio is important for your fitness. It is important for your heart health. It is so important for stress reduction. Um, It boosts your mood. It makes you feel good. There are a lot of reasons to do cardio. And certainly if your goal is to become more fit, cardiovascular fitness is one of the five components to fitness. So it still Mm -hmm. is important. And does it burn calories? Yes, it does burn calories. So when it comes to weight loss and or fat loss, the research really does still point to it's a calories in calories out game. It's an energy deficit conversation. That's just physics. That's just the world that we live in. It's (laughs) kind of hard to argue that. So any physical activity burns calories and cardio does burn calories. The thing is, if you're not doing, depending on how you're doing your calories, you doing your cardio, you may or may not be burning those calories as fat. So for example, the higher your heart rate, 
i.e. the higher the intensity of your cardio, mm -hmm. the more percentage of carbohydrates you're burning. Right. And people forget that, right? People hear, oh, moderate intensity cardio is out and hit is in. And while you might burn a few more calories in a high intensity cardio session, more of those calories are coming from carbohydrate and you actually don't want that. Despite all of the um, misunderstanding around car carbohydrates, you don't want to be burning carbohydrates during your workout. You want to be burning fat, fat. Mm -hmm. lower heart rate, a higher percentage of your calories burned will come from fat. But there's a sweet spot. And so I am a proponent not of the popular term LIS, low intensity, steady state. I'm actually a proponent of moderate intensity, steady state cardio, where you're, you're hitting that 70 to 75%, which is where you maximize fat burning and calories, 70 to 75%. Soon as you go above 75%-ish, then you start tipping into burning more calories as carbohydrates. So it's really getting clear that like all cardio, it's not cardio that burns fat. It's a calorie deficit that burns fat. So right. how do you get there is really the big question. Right. I love that. And that's such a great explanation. And it makes it so clear. And the other piece I just want to add to that is, you know, you were saying like, it's, um, would you say, that the timing around it, like, you know, you were saying you could do it wrong. It's not even just about the intensity. It's also about the length, because if you're doing, you know, because how many times have you walked into a gym or studio and I'm not shaming anyone. I'm just saying a lot of times people will choose cardio machines and do that for an hour, an hour and a half, sometimes two hours a day, thinking that it's a positive thing for their goal, which is fat loss. And then it ends up that they feel like they're just stuck in a rut. Yeah. Right. And it's because yeah. it's just, it's, they're over exercising, they're burning their fat. They're actually burning their yes. muscle Correct. instead of actually burning their fat because Correct. they're over exercising it. Yeah. You're actually undoing all the work, all of the did. effort of your strength workout, Yeah, which really your strength workout is what's going to change your body. Mm -hmm. That's the number one. That is the Mac daddy, the yeah. bomb.com <laughs> for fat loss is strength training. And so if your cardio isn't strategic, you're undoing a percentage of your strength workouts mm -hmm. if you're not not smart about your cardio. And and I agree. Like I, I in years past, like early early on in my career, I think I made some of these mistakes, but I wasn't doing it to burn fat. Like I wanted to go run a ten run ten miles. I wanted right. to do that right. But I've never been fatter, even though I've never been like, you know, very overweight, my body fat is always the highest when I'm running and when I'm running far distances because of the intensity and the duration, as you said. Mm -hmm. So the longer the duration, the more catabolic it's going to be, especially if you're not refeeding 35 minutes into the session. You know, after 35 minutes into any cardio, you've depleted your circulating glucose. And you're going to start tapping into muscle glycogen and then liver glycogen after 35 minutes. So I, in, in my community and with my clients, I almost never have them do more than 35 or 40 minutes of cardio mm -hmm. because you're, you're just tapping into muscle glycogen at that point, unless you're going to refeed with some sort of, you know, carb refeeding solution mid-workout. 
Completely. And it's funny, you know, I know a story where um, there's a naturopathic doctor that specializes in like stress and adrenal fatigue um, here in Canada. And she was saying she, what got her so interested in that niche and that specific was that she was actually training for a marathon and gained 13 pounds. Oh yeah. And she was like, what's happening? Like what is happening to my body? And it was because of that, because of the duration, because of the stress and understanding that, you know, now that's her specialty to like help people understand that, but a lot of people don't. So that's why I'm so glad we started with that. Now what's, what's number two or number two and three, and you can go on. Cause I know that there's so many, but I would love to, I'd love to hear the next ones, please. Yeah. Well, I'll give you the next yeah. one and we can talk it out or I'll give you all five. Yeah. Number two of the five things you don't need to burn fat mm-hmm. is high intensity workouts. So it's right. a great segue <laughs> to what we talked about because there are just so many hit high intensity, mostly hit high intensity interval training um, out there. And again, people equate rough and tough and high intensity workouts to fitness and lean bodies Mm -hmm. because that's a lot of what you see out there on the internet. And, you know, what I've always said is that fit body that you see who's really lean, who's doing a high intensity workout, didn't get there through high intensity workouts. Right. They can do the high intensity workout because they're fit and lean. And that's how you get to the next level. But in my, with my coaching clients, the farther away from super fit and lean they are, the fewer intensity workouts I give them. It's a continuum. So as you get more fit and as you get more lean, you can handle more of the intensity stuff. Mm-hmm. But high intensity, again, because of what we talked about a few minutes ago, the higher your heart rate, the more carbohydrates you're burning. And the problem with that, the real problem with that is you, the listener, the viewer here might think, well, that's great that I'm burning carbohydrates. I drank a half a bottle of wine last night. (laughs) I want to burn off carbohydrates, right? Yeah. The problem is you don't because when you burn off carbohydrates in your workout, your body needs to replenish them somehow. Mm -hmm. And so an hour or two hours or six hours after your workout, you're going to get whacked with carb cravings or hunger because your body has to replenish those carbohydrates, whether it's in your blood glucose Mm -hmm. or whether it was taken from your muscle glycogen. Nonetheless, human needs her carbohydrates. And so it's got to get replenished. So you don't want to burn them out in your workout. And that's exactly what high intensity workouts do. Right. There's again, but you know, like we talked about cardio, there is a value for high intensity workouts. I'm not saying high intensity workouts are bad. I'm saying you don't need them to burn fat. They still have value. It's just not the goal. And I think, and I think that that's like the most important point in that is that you're not saying they're bad. You're not saying that they are not going to work. It's just that they are not necessary, especially for someone who may be listening, who is like, Hey, I'm just starting out. Or I have clients that are just starting out and they think that they have to go that route because that's the only route. And you know what I mean? And then they start intimidating clients. Like it it creates this whole snowball effect anyways, but it's, it's this misconception that that's the only option. Right. Yeah. And it's a very dangerous option because as I said a moment ago, if you or your client are newer to strength training, are newer in your journey, are wanting to make positive changes and the farther from super fit that person is, Mm -hmm. the 
farther they need to be from high intensity workouts. So if she or you dives into that high intensity workout, you're not going to get great. She won't get great results. There's a higher propensity for burnout and injury, substantial enhancement in hunger and appetite. So then you or she fails. And that is the real problem. Like that's the real problem is it perpetuates the cycle of I'm doing everything I thought I was supposed to do, but I'm not getting results. And that's the real heartbreak in all of it. I agree with you. And I talk a lot about this in our academy too, because I say like, if, you know, it's like a snowball effect, because then they're like, I'm doing everything you say, it's not working. I'm not getting the results. Forget it. I'm going to quit. I'm just going to go back to my old ways because this isn't for me. Yeah. And then you're not able to make the impact that you wanted to make. You're not able to actually do your job of helping somebody down that pathway. So yeah. agreed. Yep. Now, so for number three is, and I love this one. <laughs> Number three of the five things you don't need to burn fat mm-hmm. is low carb diet. Yay. Amen. Or like, <laughs> more fat. If you're going to burn fat, you restrict carbohydrates to burn more fat. And again, I am not saying a low carb diet or a ketogenic diet is bad. I'm saying you don't need it to burn fat. Because the truth is, if you really understand basic human biology and you work with your biology, you don't need to hack it. (laughs) (laughs) What people don't understand is that low-carb dieting and a ketogenic diet is hacking. So why do you have to hack if you, instead of just setting your body up to work the way it's designed to work, which Mm -hmm. is... The more stable your blood glucose is, the more stable your blood sugar is, the more fat you burn Mm 24-7. So it's about stabilizing your blood sugar. And the thing a lot of people forget is that protein is as destabilizing to your blood sugar as carbohydrates are. Mm -hmm. It just works through a different mechanism. So a lot of people think carbohydrates spike my blood sugar so does a big fat steak or 10 ounces of chicken breast. It spikes your blood sugar as well because of the release of glucagon just through a different mechanism. And so a low fat diet doesn't burn fat. What burns fat is a calorie deficit. Yes. And get there any way you want. It doesn't matter. I mean, you could technically get there through eating Snickers. If you're at a calorie (laughs) deficit, you're going to burn off fat. That's just, again, the basic laws of physics. It's so interesting. I legitimately had this conversation today with my husband because he was having a sandwich at lunchtime and he's like, you know, I feel like, should I not be eating this bread? He's starting to get into like health and fitness and he doesn't want me to like train him or help him. He just wants to kind of figure it out. And I'm like, that's cool. That's fine. But he's like, you know, is this, is this bad? And I'm like, No. And then I actually just went through that whole thing. I'm like, the reason also why I think people are so afraid of carbohydrates is because when you're thinking about volume eating, you know, like his little sandwich was the same, like probably around the same calorie intake as my big plate of like vegetable curry. Right. And that's the difference. It's like, I was full. He wasn't. And that's the problem. I think with most carbohydrates is that the calories in them are so high and they're not as satiating that you end up eating more anyways. So that's where people kind of run into problems as well. Would you say you agree with that? 
A hundred percent. Absolutely. And yeah. I think, you know, we've gotten into this place because people associate carbs with fat. Yeah. And, uh, and again, I'm not saying there isn't merit to a ketogenic diet. If you mm -hmm. really understand the origins of a low carbohydrate diet, first and foremost, the thing to remember is that when this approach to nutrition was coined in the 50s and 60s, it was a response to treating epilepsy yes. in children. And the side effect was dot, 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 right? So Atkins mm -hmm. glommed onto that because, oh, hey, people can lose weight that way. Mm -hmm. But again, it's a form of hacking that isn't necessary. And so for many, 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 many years, people have now thought carbs equate to fat. But the truth is, you know, I am, my platform is really being smart about your carbohydrates because what burns more fat is stable blood sugar. Right. And stable blood sugar is the intersection of protein and carbohydrates. So you don't need to restrict your carbohydrates because that protein is going to bump up your blood sugar anyway. Why not enjoy them, get all of the disease protection, you know, and cancer fighting properties that you get from carbohydrate foods, plus the fiber, plus the volume and stabilize your blood sugar and be happy. Yeah. And you're going to burn more fat anyway. You're probably going to burn either equal or more. I don't know exactly what the studies show, but I know when we look at ketogenic diets in the long term, they, the, the weight loss is no more in the long term as compared to a well-balanced macronutrient profile. Right. No, that's so, it's so true. And it's just, you know, one of the things that we joke around about a lot is the idea that all of the fad diets that are out there between like Atkins or keto or back in the day, my very favorite diet in the whole world was, I don't know if you remember this, it was so long ago, but it was um, the Stop the Insanity fad diet where she did a high carb, low fat. It was Susan powder, like way back in the day. And uh, yep. it was, my, it was my favorite diet. Cause she was like, eat potatoes all day long. And I was like, yes, I'm in, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's yeah. just, it's always just like taking away one macronutrient is really what all the fad diets are. Like, I know think yeah. about it. That's really all that they are is just like, let's eliminate this one. Let's eliminate totally. fat. Let's eliminate like, manipulate them, which I don't, I mean, I get it. It's again, great for headlines, but you know, I've been working on my next book, which is all about this, Yay. which is my macronutrient strategy, which is balanced macronutrients. Like why do we have to take out one of the only, there's a reason your body needs the three macronutrients. Mm -hmm. And when you get them in sync in the right formulation and balance to each other, magic happens for my clients. I mean, magic happens because you're not fighting against your body anymore. You're working with its innate operating system. Nice. And so it works a whole lot easier. I mean, talk about stop the insanity. I think I should, <laughs> I should write stop the insanity 2.0 version for 2021, which is eat some carbs. Like a, 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 an acquaintance of mine is doing the carnivore diet. Right. And I want to like, you know, like, no, rattle her. She eats a steak, hard boiled egg and shrimp all day long, like yeah. zero carbohydrates all day long. And it's like, that's a fast track to colon cancer. And that's a fast track to cancer and diseases in general, mm -hmm. because you're eliminating all of the powerful properties that come only from carbohydrates. Protein's important, fat's important too, but all of our disease prevention comes from carbohydrates. 
we don't get disease prevention from protein or fat. We get other important things, but not disease prevention. So, and you know, I mean, certainly heart and soul, most of us really enjoy some carbohydrates. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it was my favorite. It was, it was my favorite diet yeah. I've ever been on. And then, yeah, yep. <laughs> cause I did, I was 14 or like 15 at the time. I had no idea. So that probably was like nineties, early nineties, late eighties. I don't know how old uh, 90s. Like yeah, 90s. it was in the 90s. Right. Yeah. So in the 90s, that was the thing. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm older, but in the 90s, the mid 90s, I was in college and, and studying what I'm now, a, you know, a, a professional in. And it was all about the bagels. They were low fat and high carb. Yeah. Pretzels, all bagels, mm-hmm. fruit, pasta. Remember, it was oh, like yeah. carb, 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 no That's fat. That's what I'm saying. Carb. It was literally, yeah. it, it was just, it was yeah. like heaven <laughs> to hear someone say, go for it. You're like, yes. Totally. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, okay. So what was number four in terms of the five things you don't need to burn fat? Because it's also fascinating to me. And thank you so much for sharing all of this. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite. I mean, this is like, I had such a great response to this um, that I put out and it's just huge. But number four on the list is hunger and cravings. So again, people think in order to lose weight or burn off body fat, you have to suffer through hunger and cravings. Hunger and cravings are an indication that your blood sugar is unstable. Mm-hmm. Almost always. Now, hunger, if it's truly appetite, can be a reflection of the need for calories. So appetite comes in because you're just not getting enough calories. But hunger and cravings are really because your blood sugar is unstable. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you get your blood sugar stable, you're able to maximize Basically, you're going to, you're able to maximize your calorie deficit with the least amount of negative symptoms mm-hmm. when your blood sugar is stable. Another way of saying it is if you get stable blood sugar through balanced macronutrients, you won't have hunger and cravings. So you're able to bring your calories down to achieve the deficit to burn off body fat, but you won't feel so terrible because your macronutrients are balanced. Right. So I've been in, you're also able to eat a whole lot more if that is your goal to burn off the body fat. And so it makes you a lot more stable, but you don't have to be starved, pulling your hair out and fighting through cravings to lose weight or to burn off body fat. In fact, if you're pulling your hair hair out from symptoms, that's actually feedback that your strategy isn't supporting you in the best way it could. I love that. I love that you shared that because it's absolutely true. It's, you know, and I think too, sometimes like about how there's certain people like, you know, like intermittent fasting is so popular right now and all these kinds of things. And it's like, I, I'm not saying that it doesn't work for certain people or that it's not, there's not a good strategy behind it, but it still feels like there is so much pressure to almost put yourself in those deficits, like the extreme sort of deficits that it creates this negative impact on your blood sugar. And so, so then you get stuck in this weird hamster wheel of like, what is working, what isn't working. And, you know, and I can think too, of like, how many times, like, can you think of, and I can that like, you know, where if I am actually like hungry or if I'm missing out on some of my macronutrients and I have a craving, if I actually just eat 
if I don't fall into the craving and I eat something like balanced, you know, protein, fibers, fats, yeah. like that kind of thing. Immediately. I forget about that. Cause I'm like, I'm satiated. Yeah. I'm fine. Like, I'm yeah. like, Oh, I'm good now. I don't need that anymore. Right. Yeah. Because it really is just like, a, it's a physical response yes. to it. Well, you know, that's the thing. You just brought up such an incredible concept, which I talk about inside of my program called the Nutrition Project. So I've got a 12-week course that's all about my approach to nutrition. And in there, we've got an actual um, uh, chapter on a module on this really delicate balance where a lot of women have come to think that disordered eating is a function of emotions and psychology. Mm-hmm. When a lot of times it's actually a problem with your biology, just like you said, hunger and cravings are a biological response to an environment in your body. Their real hunger and cravings are not an emotional um response, right? It's not psychology and emotion, it's biology. Now, listen, Mm -hmm. if you're in the mood for a cupcake, that's different. But hunger and craving is a sign that your body needs something Mm -hmm. or that your, your macronutrients aren't in balance. And so if you almost every single time hunger and cravings can be remedied with the right food and achieve fat loss, if you're eating the right stuff, it's just like you said, you know, if you're craving a cookie or a cupcake, or let's say more of a splurgy food, as I call it, and if that's not in alignment with your goals, you'd be surprised how a beautiful carbohydrate rich meal or snack of good carbohydrates Mm -hmm. can actually take away that desire for the cookie or the cupcake or whatever the thing is. It wasn't that you wanted a cookie or a cupcake. It's that your body needed some carbohydrates and or maybe fat Mm -hmm. and or maybe calories. 100%. 100%. And then the fifth and final things that we do not need to burn fat is strict avoidance of your favorite foods. <laughs> Listen, when you get your numbers right, whether it's approximately the right amount of calories you need per day or per week, and when you land upon a macronutrient balance that's right for your body, in general, I teach somewhere between 40, 30, 30, and 50, 25, 25. Mm-hmm. I start almost everybody off at 50, 25, 25 because it's in alignment with what a lot of the food organizations teach. And it really is in alignment with basic human biology. But when you get your macronutrients right and your calories right, there's space for pizza. Mm -hmm. There's space for chocolate. There's space for donuts and cookies. I mean, (laughs) the thing is, I I can't believe still the women in my community, I'll get an email where it's like, I had a donut yesterday. Is that going to ruin all my results? And I'm like, well, if you do that every day, it will. Mm -hmm. But a donut or pizza once a week, twice a week, maybe even three times a week, if you are strategic in your numbers otherwise isn't going to no harm, no foul. It's yeah. 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 And it's the mentality too. I find that the mentality around, you know, um, Oh, well I ate the donut. And so now I've ruined everything and now I either have to make up for it. So I have to go and do my hit workouts or I have to go run 10 miles or it's, you know what, forget it. It's not going to happen this week. And then they just throw in the towel and go like, and eat everything. Right. And it's like, 
I, I, and that's also when you try to be too strict, when you try to be too strict. I remember when I did like the, basically like no carb life, like back when I was like 24 and when Atkins was really big, my friends were all doing it and I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I just remember I was like, I was sad all the time. I was hungry. Like I felt like hunger in my body. Like it wasn't even in my stomach. It was like, like I felt like a, no, that's okay. I felt like this nutrient deficit, like deficit in my whole body. Like I just felt oh, hungry. Yeah. And I was like, on Sundays, we'd have like, just like a cheat day or whatever. And I would just go crazy and eat so much that I would be like sick to my stomach. And I'm like, but that's about being restrictive, right? Cause then you just like, you plan for it. You think about it, you wait for it. And it's just, it's so negative from a psychology standpoint and also a physiological standpoint, because yeah. stuffing your body with all of that too, is not helping it either. Right. Oh no, gosh, no, not at all. And Again, it really, it really does come down to numbers. If your calories are within 200 calories per day of what your body needs for your goals and your macronutrients are balanced to when it comes to fat loss, because remember here, we're talking about the five things you don't need to burn fat. We're talking about fat burning. Mm -hmm. So if your numbers are right and if your blood sugar is stable, your body doesn't care if it's a donut or a banana. Mm-hmm. It doesn't when we're talking fat burning. Now, a banana has more nutrition. It's got more vitamins. It's got more, you know, good nutrition is not exactly what we're talking about right now. So I'm not saying a donut is the same as eating a banana. I'm not saying <laughs> that. But when it comes to burning fat, your body doesn't care. It's a calories and numbers conversation. Mm -hmm. If your calories are right, and if your macronutrients are balanced so that your blood sugar is stable, there's space for a donut and your body will be like, whatevs. And and it's a part, I believe it's a part of the success plan. I build it into my programming for my clients, whether it's whatever their preferences are. Some of my clients want wine on a regular basis. Some of my clients want chocolate every night. Some of my clients want to be able to have Mexican food on Friday nights. Whatever it is, you can build it in, whatever your thing is. Mine's donuts. (laughs) I don't drink alcohol much. Like I don't need pasta. There's a lot I don't need. Donuts are my thing. (laughs) You need. (laughs) And enjoy it. And it's part of your success because of what you just pointed out. If we're so restrictive, if we're avoiding, and then there is a, you know, let's call it, um, I don't know, a rebound of sorts or a cheat day of sorts or um, a moment where you've just depleted your discipline and then you go overboard, that is where we get into trouble because it's so easy to eat three or 4,000 calories. Like it's so easy to eat a lot of calories. And then that throws off the week, right? So easy. I feel like I used to on Sundays probably eat like 10,000 calories. Like, like no joke. We would be like, my roommate and I would make a list of all the things that we wanted to eat during the week. And then on Sunday we would eat all of the things on the list from the week. It was horrible, like terrible for our body. I remember having to like, I was, um, I was a bartender back then, like during this was when I was in school and stuff. And I'd have to like call in sick sometimes because I was too full. It wasn't (laughs) even, I was sick. I was like, I'm just so full. I can't come in. (laughs) It's tragic. It is so true. (laughs) I'm glad we can laugh at it, but it's like tragic, right? Like the level of imbalance 
Totally. Right? It like, was so, it was such disordered behaviors, Yeah, such disordered behaviors that I had and the, you know, and I learn and you learn over the time, but that's why this conversation is so important too, because there's so many people that are still feeling like they're doing all the right things or they feel like they're not sure what the right things are, which is why I wanted yes. to have this conversation. Yeah. And they think because they're not strict because their diet isn't perfect, mm-hmm. they're not going to make progress. It's almost like I ate a donut. So therefore I failed. Exactly. And it's just not the truth. And that is why, again, this is sort of dangerous rhetoric, but it's why some of the women you see on the internet, on Instagram, who are super fit and they post their pictures on Instagram of them eating a burger or a pizza or donuts. And, but it's why they can do that. I'm not necessarily a, po- a proponent. That conversation has to be had delicately because you start to think that these very lean, strong, fit women are doing that every day and they're not, they're rarely doing it but it's why they can do it. It's why they can eat the burger and the fries and the whatever, the Mm -hmm. beer, because it's, it's not about that moment. It's again, if all of that can fit into your weekly numbers, not just your daily numbers, there's place for it. So in my experience with my clients, what I find is my clients are women who are more fit than the average person, Mm -hmm. but they're not fitness models. And the delicate balance I find is the place where you have to get to, to see results, keeping your splurgy foods in check enough that you get results, Mm -hmm. but also allowing them to some degree that it's sustainable. So there is, there is a window, there is a delicate balance. You know, we're not saying you can have a donut every single day and reach your goals. I'm not totally sure that's true. I think you probably could if the rest of your diet was 100% perfect. But for most women, it's they they have to cut back on the splurges a little, not avoid them completely. Mm-hmm. And so that's why number five here is strict avoidance of favorite foods. Right. Because you don't need strict avoidance. You might need to cut back on your alcohol intake. You might need to cut back on the kinds of carbohydrates that you're eating in a day to get those macronutrients balanced, right? Because mm-hmm. it is about a balance. But you don't need a strict avoidance of wine or chocolate chocolate or pizza or whatever your thing is, cookies or chips, whatever, whatever your thing is. Totally. So what would be then, you know, in your message, you really talk to about like the three things then that, and I know we've kind of talked through a lot of this as well, but you know, what are the three main key components then you would suggest to counteract that? So what are the three things that people should be doing to burn fat? And again, Number, we kind of already talked about them a little bit, but I, you know, we'll recap totally yeah. for sure. And I think there's some nuances to it too, but Completely. you know, to recap and to kind of put it all together, the three keys to burning fat are number one, a strategic balance of carbohydrates, protein, and fat. Mm-hmm. And if you're wanting to burn fat, a slight caloric deficit, not a major caloric deficit a bit of a caloric deficit. And that varies from person to person. Mm -hmm. But it's a strategic balance of your protein, fat, and carbohydrates because A, that's what keeps the body happy. There are three 
macronutrients for a reason and your body needs all three of them for different reasons. Mm -hmm. So any one of them way out of balance creates out of balance in the body. The key is to get them in the balance that the human body is designed for <laughs> when you do that combined with a caloric deficit, that's when you burn fat. It's just physics and mathematics. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I love that it's just data driven. It becomes, yeah. it's not emotional. There's no, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not about like how, you know, it's not about how, if you're good or bad, or if the food's good or bad or anything, it's really just, it's math. Like it is anything that's based on math is just like, okay, it's just numbers. And then that way there too, I think, cause a lot of women, I find they do have such an emotional response to a lot to do with like fat loss, um, or weight loss. And so taking it and looking at it from this perspective of it's math, it's numbers yeah. takes that kind of emotional feeling around it away, or at least reduces it For and sure. helps to reduce it, which I think is a really yeah. key piece. Yeah, absolutely. And so what is the second thing that we need to be doing? The second key to burning fat? Yep. The second of three keys to burning fat is a progressive resistance plan, progressive resistance plan <laughs> that stays consistent for 12 weeks or more. Mm -hmm. So again, progressive resistance means you are progressively exposing your muscles, your body, your muscle groups and individual muscle, that same muscle gets exposed to something progressively harder. And when we do it with strength training and the muscle then grows even to a small degree, that's where there is a profound change in your metabolism, but also in your body composition. Mm -hmm. So strength training, the, the value of progressive strength training that stays consistent instead of bouncing around to different programs all the time is that you are literally improving the quality of the muscle, potentially improving the amount of lean muscle that you have. So that automatically helps to improve body composition and on a biochemical level, lean muscle helps to burn fat largely because <clears throat> it, it provides the hormonal cascade to how your body <clears throat> is managing protein, fat, and carbohydrates. But more than that, active and high quality muscle improves how your body is responding to the carbohydrates that you do eat. So strength training improves your body's response to carbohydrates, keeping your blood sugar stable. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people overlook that. It's like muscle alone and strength training alone can offset the donut because the muscle really helps to improve at the, at the receptor site on the muscle, how we manage and handle carbohydrates. Love it. And what would you say, like, you know, I know you're talking about progressive, so it's, it's constantly progressing and growing. And, you know, we talk a lot at Fitchix Academy about, you know, building different progressions. So like, whether it be sets or whether it be, you know, increasing your weight or increasing repetition. So there's different ways of doing that. But yeah. what would you say to someone who is like just starting out and they're like, I'm going to just do body resistance training. Would you say that it's best to, to begin there? 
and then slowly start adding weight as they progress? Or would you say to always use a small weight even? Oh gosh, it's so hard because it really is dependent on the person. And this is, this is why we offer coaching programs. So, you know, it depends on the person. And really what I've learned is some people for myriad reasons, naturally are inherently a bit stronger than other people. So one person might need to start with body weight resistance Mm -hmm. to develop good movement patterns, to develop the basics of strength around your joints, and then progress on to adding two pounds, adding three pounds, adding five pounds, adding seven pounds. And for some people, that could be too easy. Body weight only might not be necessary. It really Mm -hmm. does depend on your starting point. That's hard to be objective. It does, to some degree, depend on your history and to some degree on your genetics. But I think it depends on the person. So I don't feel that everyone has to start with body weight only. I don't. I've had clients who can do a perfect body weight walking lunge. So if you can do a body weight walking lunge with great technique, we got to add some weight to progressively make it harder. It really comes down to, can you perform the number of repetitions and sets in your program with good technique? And if you can, it's time to add resistance. Mm -hmm. So if we're doing, let's say, body weight Bulgarian split squat, and the program that you have offered suggests 12 repetitions based on the person's goal, right? Because your repetitions, all of your programming is based on your goals. Mm -hmm. But if your goals warrant 12 repetitions and you can do 12 repetitions of a body weight, uh, a Bulgarian split squat with great technique, time to add some muscle, but time to add some resistance. But if that Bulgarian split squat on your body weight only is really hard and you're struggling with technique and you don't have your technique refined, you got to work, you got to work your body weight. Otherwise you're just going to reinforce bad movement patterns. So it really does come down to technique Yeah. around the reps in your program, which are based on your goals. Mm-hmm. Which as a side note, one of the things I really miss, and I really hope you get back into is doing those good form, bad form videos that you Do were always posting. Yeah. Yes. They okay. were so great. So okay. just for right. anyone who has never seen them, if Holly starts to even look back at all of her um, social media handle and look back at all of them, they're so good for that. Okay. Like you do right. such a great job of showing poor versus positive okay. reinforcements. All right. Yeah. I'll I'm just it. making a recommendation I for my it. own personal. I <laughs> no, I just, I feel like they're just really, really helpful for people. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's true because a lot of people can't necessarily see what the bad technique is. Right. Yeah. And if um, they think it's good I, technique because they don't know yeah. what's, what's different. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's, it really is what it comes down to. I mean, the, the foundation is whatever your movement patterns are, you need to be able to do them with good technique. And that's going to tell you when it's time to load them. Mm-hmm. Body weight training is valuable if that's what you need. And you might be someone who could do Bulgarian split squats all day long with perfect technique in your body weight. So you got that covered time to move on to adding some resistance. Perfect. Yeah. And what is our final key to burning fat? <laughs> Effective stress management. Oh, man. And this is the one that, where I feel like everybody fails at. <laughs> I know. Right? Because here's the thing. People forget um, 
an exercise program is stressful on your body. Mm-hmm. It is biological stress. That's how it changes you. So if you combine that with emotional stress, because you don't love where your body is or because you're hating on yourself because you need to lose fat, whatever it may be. But if you're combining the stress of your programming with emotional stress, that's actually very catabolic Mm -hmm. in and of itself. Add to that life stress, work stress, relationship stress, existential stress, (laughs) and all of a sudden your body's in a catabolic state. So stress isn't just if you feel stressed, Stress is a very real biological thing. And even if you are the happiest person in the world with a blissful marriage and the job of your dreams, your body is still confronting stress every day. Mm -hmm. The change in temperature is stressful on your body. If you eat a food that your digestive system doesn't like, that's stressful on your body. And so effective stress management and what that looks like for you brings cortisol down so that you can more effectively build muscle because it's muscle that really changes your metabolism and your body composition. Cortisol really does lead to a propensity to add more body fat by throwing off your blood sugar. So going back to what we talked about, stable blood sugar is the key to burning fat. Cortisol throws that out the window because it destabilizes your blood sugar. Right. No, and I, I'm so happy that this is number three, because I think it's the one area that like people overlook because they'll be like, well, listen, like, Hey, you know what, Holly, I'm doing my fitness plan. I'm doing the nutrition and I'm still kind of feeling like I'm in a rut. Like I'm not really moving forward because they're not thinking about that piece of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Off, well, not with you. Cause I know that you understand those things and you put yes. that into your program, but I'm saying before yes, yes. they came to you, that's probably the conversation you hear or you have with your client a lot is yeah, I'm running 10 miles, I'm eating healthy and I'm still, you know, I'm intermittent fasting. I'm doing all the things that I'm not getting results. Which intermittent fasting is stressful stress. on your body. So, so, stressful, so stressful on your adrenal glands. Yes, so <laughs> stressful. And then you go low carb and that's stressful on your adrenal glands. So it's like, there is a lot of stress. So you're absolutely right. And even if it's a client of mine that I've had this conversation with, mm-hmm. I think people tend to um, overlook the importance of stress management in terms of your body goals. This was huge for me. I mean, I, in times past, was constantly high cortisol. Um, And even though I was happy and I wasn't stressed, it's the demands of life and training hard. And if you are in a calorie deficit, that's stressful to your body. And so that cortisol just goes up and up and up. And it's really problematic if you're not finding your ways to bring it down. And it doesn't mean you have to meditate if you don't want to meditate. There's lots of ways you can neutralize the biological effects of stress in your body. But the first step is to accept and know your body is being stressed, whether you want to believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And it needs help countering that stress. So you have to take action to do it. It won't just miraculously go away. You have (laughs) to support your body. Now, listen, another person might just call that recovery techniques and we can call that, we can call it that too. It depends on what stress looks like in your life. Like for me, my life is more emotional, psychological stress. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's more physical stress. And so it depends on how it's showing up 
in terms of how you nurture that because a massage could take care of it for you. Mm -hmm. um, it really just depends on the nature of your stress and how it impacts your body. But it's really about paying attention to it and just yeah. understanding that it is impacting it and having a plan of action in place. Yeah, that's really that's really like the key. And the key to this whole conversation really is having a plan of action in place for all of these components, understanding how they affect you, positive or negative, and then understanding what you can do differently and then developing a plan. Yeah. Now, for people that are interested in working with you and actually getting that plan in place, how can they find out more information um, and reach you? Of course, just so everyone knows, you can also link in um, off of this podcast. All of her links will be there as well. But, awesome. Yeah. So it really depends on what the person's needs are in terms of strength training and training. I offer a free download at hollyperkins.com forward slash offer. I offer a free six week strength and cardio program to get people started on their strength training journey. And then if nutrition is the area that really needs to be cleaned up, hollyperkins.com forward slash macros, where I offer a beautiful, completely free 14 page download that is all about how to start balancing your macronutrients, why, how to do it. I provide diet examples, um, like a, a daily menu Love example it. on how to do it. I have found that if you're going to start with one place, balancing out your macronutrients is where the magic is. It's mm -hmm. magic. It is magic. I can literally take a client in 10 days from here to here and have noticeable, substantial changes in their body composition and what they look like in just 10 days by getting their macronutrients dialed in. It's magic when you get your blood sugar stabilized with the right amount of carbohydrates, protein, and fat. And then of mm -hmm. course, high quality foods. It's super powerful. Love it. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, so as I mentioned, all of the links will be underneath this podcast episode as well, everyone. So if you are, um, if you miss those, just make sure you go to fitchicksacademy.com where you can just link through as well. Holly, thank you so, so much. You're I right. always enjoy our conversations. Me deeply. too. Me <laughs> and too. I really I appreciate it. it. I look forward to our next one very soon. I'll message yes. you about that. We'll get that set up. But uh, for everyone listening, thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you again next week. Okay, bye everyone. Hello, I am Diane Angle and I am Simply Fit Keto Chick on Instagram and Facebook. I am a recent graduate of both the Fitness Nutrition Expert and Holistic Weight Loss Ex Expert programs through Fit Chicks Academy. I offer nutrition coaching on keto, carnivore, low carb, high fat, or paleo eating plans, as well as online Facebook 28 day and 90 day challenges and transformations. I can work in person, but I mainly work on Facebook, Instagram, and on Zoom as my way of communicating and coaching clients. I also coach on holistic weight loss and lifestyle strategies. My previous background is in mental health, so I can also help clients with mindset strategies for positive thinking and to help them with food addictions. My first client signed up with me months before I even graduated the programs. I made a decision to not wait until I graduated before looking for clients. My intent was just to put myself out there, so I implemented some online strategies through what I learned in our programs through Fit Chicks Academy. I had a client sign up with me very regularly 
after only a few weeks, um, he was in, he had such great results, his wife signed up also. <laughs> they both found me through my Facebook business page, and because I was continuously putting myself out there on Facebook in regards to my own transformation journey um, when it comes to my own health and weight loss success. This couple lost an amazing nearly 100 pounds between the two of them. He was able to go off his CPAP machine, and his blood pressure became more under control and she lost weight for the first time in her life when previously it had been a big struggle for her. It's been amazing and all I can say is during the programs and since I graduated I've seen some amazing things. I've seen um, clients transform not just in weight loss um, or fitness but in reduction and and or elimination of symptoms of illness. By the time I graduated both programs I had five clients already um, that I was working with regularly so that was amazing and I experienced further transformation in my own health and fitness my confidence soared beyond my imagination I never thought it was possible for me to be able to teach fitness um, uh, live on video that was um, but I got over my fears the biggest advice I can give to anyone looking to start their own fitness and nutrition business is not to delay your dreams. You're far more capable capable than you realize and there are people out there who need you and to not allow any fears or negative thinking to keep you stuck and to just go for it. You won't regret it. I can promise you that. <laughs> people can check me out um, or book a coaching call with me. I am simply underscore fit underscore keto chick which that word is together on facebook and instagram so thank you very much for listening and have a great day bye-bye now if you are ready to get certified today and build the fitness and nutrition business of your dreams we invite you to join our fit chicks academy upcoming certifications for our fitness and nutrition expert program as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss coaching certifications so we can help you build a successful business using our proven formula that has helped hundreds of our graduates do the same. Learn more at www.fitchicksacademy.com. And we look forward to welcoming you to the Academy. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.